0: hello everyone uh welcome to another uh game dev origins podcast episode with i i, I don't I, this this line feels very unnatural to me every time i say it i don't know if i want to <laughs> stick with it or not i might change it up this week you know who i am um today i'm here with angelo hello mate are we doing we doing okay yeah yeah really good um good, good. so i'm going in blind completely for this one so um what i'm gonna do yeah. is i'm just gonna ask you can you can you quickly just tell us where you are like what you yep. what do you do in your day to day um and yeah let's just let's get to the, know a little bit about you so yeah let's start with where you work obviously i know where you work. It's- yeah 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 well i work in the same building as you in fact at at cloud
1: imperium as well um and i am in qa right now um been there for a little over a year um yeah it's
0: it's good what specifically what's specifically in qa because i i I did have a quick peek peek at the linkedin and you have a different title to to your traditional qa so you tell us a bit about that
1: um, I was very fortunate to, because the QA structure is very unique at, at Cloud of Pyramid, say, because um, there's a lot of different, because the game's so big, there's a lot of different disciplines and avenues you can kind of specialise, not just art, production, whatever, but even in QA, like, I, myself, I'm an FPS specialist, so what that means is um, anything to do with first person in Star Citizen that's coming into the PU, um, which is our obviously our open world multiplayer section of the game. Um, there's a lot of opportunities I have to work on that content testing-wise and,
0: you know, all sorts. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So is that just like weapons or is that like anything related to, I don't know, items yeah. you can pick up or...
1: Everything related to first person in general. So anytime players in first person missions, uh, I w- I've worked on missions. I've not I'm not specifically a mission specialist, but because missions are a lot of first-person gameplay, I work on those. Um, I work on new items, like you said, uh, which I believe you—you know—I've worked with you directly on some stuff that you've done. <laughs> um, I've worked on weapons, you name it, man. It's a—it's uh, fun. It's a lot. Of, there's a lot of variety, but uh, I'm personally a big FPS guy. So as soon as uh, there was a—you know a word through the grapevine, so to speak, of an o- an opening for FPS role. I went for it. That's and awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it.
0: So, um in terms of the FPS route, is is it is it just you that's an FPS specialist? Do you have like a specific FPS tailored QA team or is it is it more kind so, of just one one or two people? Yeah.
1: So um QA's split up in separate ways. There's um God I'm gonna get told off I uh, quote this wrong uh I work in PU content which is basically PU content my department my my my, my segment of QA we work on new stuff that's coming to the PU um and I am the FPS specialist for that team <laughs> that, that, that 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 team I guess uh, there's about 30 of us i believe maybe more now cuz we are growing but um there's no other specific FPS specialists in QA right now it's just myself damn um so yeah, I get a lot of messages about weapons and a lot of messages about <laughs> uh, how first-person stuff should work and if something's broken and the intended design. And I, so, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I have a handy-dandy like page that you I can refer you to because it's not just testing the game; um, it is a lot of um, familiarizing yourself with like how things are meant to be, yep. you know, that kind of thing. Um, things that are coming. That kind
0: of thing. Well yeah. Sorry, I kinda
1: I almost went off on a tangent then. But yeah. No, right no, now. no. We we, we love essay. to hear it.
0: Look, listen, I know I know for a fact, right? There is there's someone listening. So we, we found this the um day of the other week. Um yeah. but there's someone I think that follows me on Twitter, um, who's who's got a Star Citizen wiki and they update yeah. the wiki and they listen to all the episodes now. So I know I know I know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> I know that you'll 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 get your own page. <laughs> I know they've got uh, I know they've got pages for every dev that's appeared and they like they update the pages quite a bit I think on um, I think on one of one of the guys um we spoke to they've like detailed uh, I think it was worded in a way he was like oh he had a failed music career before like CIG or something <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was reading oh, it track. like he was like oh my god what the fuck <laughs> they, they violated me <laughs> But Where yeah, I was born, man. But yeah, like, uh yeah, just be careful. <laughs> don't reveal anything you don't want on that page. <laughs> oh mate. Yeah. Don't. I, um, no personal I'll... secrets.
1: No, none that I'm willing. I mean, any I do give, it's like I'm, I'm willing to give those away. But I'll try my best to keep my keep my pride about me. And, and it's all, all good. All stuff. Don't worry. Don't reveal your home <laughs> address. <laughs> I will do my best. Thanks.
0: But yeah, no, like, um. Yeah, I know. I know from the star citizen listen uh, listeners, they they love um, hearing this kind of detail because um, yeah. I, I think at work through like the um, the official like channels and stuff, it's cool, but you never really get to. It's only the work side of the person, right? Um, and yeah. it's nice to kind of see the the human side of their devs, like like with Elliot with his like his mad gym session <laughs> session in like yep. all that stuff. Just just learning <laughs> about how how you know you, you you unwind when you come home and stuff like. Going on yeah. to that, I mean, going on to that, like, so we talked a bit about what you do at work. Um, yep. What do you like doing outside of work? What's what's kind of a typical day when you come home from work? Uh, what does that look like?
1: Do you know what? It's funny you mentioned Elliot, because I, myself, I, um, I over the years, I've had a very strong relationship with the gym. Fell out of it a little bit uh, when I started devoting a lot a lot more more of my time into kind of trying to get into the industry, you know? Yeah. Um, But now that I've kind of got a good routine, I'm... Outside of work, I go to the gym a lot. Um, I'm big on movies and like just media in general, like binge-watching stuff. I know there's going to be a lot of listeners that are going to cringe at I me mean, I saying this, but I'm actually watching Breaking Bad for the first time right now, like my first full run-through. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That... I uh, watched the odd episode of my brother like when, he, when it was coming out, but at the time I was just like, eh, I'll watch it at some other point, and I kind of just left it until now, really.
0: Um... Have you had any of um, it spoiled for you or anything? Because like,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a show from 2009, right? So yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, I'm familiar with all the Breaking Bad memes before I even watched Breaking <laughs> Bad. So,
0: I got like, I got really lucky with some things because um, so funny story actually. Um, back at uni, um, yeah. I remember I never watched the film Fight Club. And obviously, oh, there's oh, a man. huge huge twist in that film. Um, yep. and I remember I was like, like everyone was kind of puzzled by the fact i hadn't watched it um and i was like you know what i'm gonna watch it this weekend and i made plans to watch it um and completely out of the blue um the the literal afternoon of the evening i was gonna watch it um someone like unknowingly just straight up spoiled the ending for me like no context like they had no idea like it was completely like in a random conversation, it literally happened the day I was going to watch it, and that film was like, that's like, I don't even know how old that film is, but it, it's it been out for a long time. Uh, yeah, I think it was like yeah. 19 years old when I like went over to watch it. I was like, oh Luckily. my god. And then you spoil it on the night I'm going to watch it. I was fuming. <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah if you happened, can get... I'm that happens to me all
1: the time, man. Honestly, I swear our phones listen to us or something. It's like, as soon as you start taking interest in a series or something, your YouTube is like... it's like it knows everything yeah
0: yeah it's crazy probing your probing your head like we um (laughs) i was watching um i've just finished watching ahsoka and uh that upsets Mm. me because it it releases for the americans early um and then i go on my twitter basically the next day like i'll be it's my own fault but um a lot of them are tweeting out spoilers immediately and i'm like oh (laughs) goddamn.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh my god, I can't believe this character okay. Like, they actually have this character in the show, and it's like, man, I'm at work. I'm trying to wait until yeah. I finish so I can watch it. Please. Damn it. Always happens.
0: Skill issue, mate. We're in the wrong time zone, aren't we? I so. don't oh, know.
1: I might have to delete my Twitter at this rate. The amount of spoilers that's on there nowadays.
0: I just, I don't have the self-control to, to come off it. Um, It's not the main source for, like, memes, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: <it's crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> the memes on Twitter and, like, Instagram are just great. Obviously, you have your TikToks and all that stuff,
0: but Twitter's so, like the OG meme foundation. I use my, uh, yeah, I, I get all my, 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 like, reels from uh, Instagram. I'd like, I don't end up getting because There's just so much on there that's like dead. But I found that most of the funny ones just get put on Instagram anyway, and it almost like curates them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've got a curated <laughs> meme set directly in Instagram. It's brilliant. It's the algorithm, man. It works wonders. It's the algorithm. The Algorithm. Right. Um. So, let's go all the way back. So let's let's have a chat about a younger Angelo, right? Let's talk about yep. your first kind of experience with games. Um, how did how did this love begin? Because you, you you know obviously you've got a keen interest in FPS. Um, yep. let's go let's go back to the very first experience you had with a game, and and let's just talk through it. T- talk to me about. What 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 built the foundation? Uh, what built your passions for what you want to become now?
1: My earliest, honestly, my earliest memory is my dad taking me to an arcade and we played Space Invaders because my dad was big, big, big nerd. Um, he's the one that got me into Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, all that stuff. You know, as 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 all dads do. <laughs> uh, they're trying to, you know, brainwash their children to like what they like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just coincidentally that I really enjoyed all that stuff. So yeah, he, you know, that's my earliest experience. But proper, proper like indulgence in it
0: was uh, when my brother got a PS One. Damn. So how you know, how old were you being around around that point? I don't
1: know. I'm gonna have to Google this, you know, honestly. Um, <laughs> the PS One came out in '94, but I obviously was born after that. I genuinely think I was like four, so probably around about two thousand and yeah, around about two thousand three or something, man. Honestly. Damn. Then You're a youngun. and Nintendo boy. I am. I am a youngun. I feel <laughs> old, but I, I, I get
0: told daily at work that I'm a young'un. Yeah. Because you are, mate. Yeah. You're close. Oh, it's too close to that two thousand. Like <laughs> guys, guys on my team, both of them are like very young. They're like double my height. But they're very, very young. They're like born after two thousand. I'm like every time I hear that, my body just curls <laughs> up. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Well, one of them I and I already know who you're on about
1: bloody old yeah, Joe. He's a he's a tall guy,
0: isn't he? Oh he's yeah, Joe. Guy. Oh my god, yeah. I mean yeah. I was talking about the two new ones. The two new ones are from Sweden. They're oh. they're um <laughs> they're super young. I don't actually know how yeah. old Joe is, but um but yeah, he, yeah. I mean Joe, Joe's colossal. Um We've got like stand, our standing desks installed, and I'll, I'll have to send you a screenshot. Um, but when we stood next to each other, it's it's honestly so funny. My head is like poking over, um, <laughs> like his desk when he stood up, <laughs> like literally <laughs> goes up to my nose. It's, it's mad. impossible to catch his attention. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um. So so yeah. Anyway, go, go, off yeah. topic. But um. Yeah, going off back. Topic, so yeah. so
1: PS One, talk me
0: through it. What were you playing?
1: PS One. Crash Bandicoot, the original Grand. Was it the original Gran Turismo? I think it was. It was a Gran Turismo, Uh, and I think I'm I'm not going to say Bridge racer. It's all very hazy memories, but definitely Crash. Crash is like a big part. Um, And I had a lot of early exposure to Game Boys. and I was obsessed with Mario growing up and I still am, I can't lie. <laughs> Anything Mario related, man, I can't I am just a shill. Like it became a meme in uni that, because I wrote a essay about Mario Odyssey. That's how much of a masterpiece ah, of is, You know. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of them, one of them. Um but yeah, it's it's it started with the PS one, then it turned into the Game Boy, and then the PS two and you know, the D S and it's <laughs> kinda just spiraled from there. Um earliest Experience with like a, I mean, I I remember being terrified of Resident Evil Four because I watched it. I watched my cousins play through it. You know, like when they kind of sneak the younger cousin into the broom and yeah, yeah, yeah Don't, yeah, it's a, a, yeah, don't it.
0: worry, it's it's not an eighteen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a it's, it's not a scary one. It's
1: not a scary <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, I see the the the, the lake monster and I was terrified. it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I replayed the remake of that recently. It's a bloody brilliant game. Um, I need to play. I
0: still need to play Village. Because um, yeah. Village is 8, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Village is
1: 8, and then you've got yeah. Biohazard. Uh, yeah. They, they call it Biohazard in Japan, but you've got uh, the house one as well, which is Resi 7. Yeah, I've played. Seven, so eight. I played
0: 7 all the way through, loved it, was terrified. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that the basement. I hate it. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't know exactly what you talking about. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Um. And then I yeah, started playing eight, and then uh, I I think I I dealt with the big woman, and then I just stopped playing. <laughs> Stop! I think I, <laughs> reveals a lot about my personality. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I need to, I need to go back and and play it all the way through because um, I really did enjoy it. Um, yeah, it, it's just with, with horror games, I I need I play it in like chunks. I have to like I have like a recovery period after each session, like. I recently yeah. played Dead Space, <laughs> which uh, I played all the way through. I was playing Callisto Protocol as well. that I need to finish. And yeah, I played Callisto yeah. recently as well. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying so... it. It's just a, uh... yeah, it's just a lot. <laughs> horror
1: game. I find that horror games do take a lot out of you mentally. Like this, they're very intense. Obviously, it's like a,
0: it's so... like a physical challenge completing them. It's yeah, but I like it's it. Like I love it. that feeling because you come out of it. It's like you've had a workout or something. <laughs> you come out and you're like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's like it's the, the 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 best is when you're getting
0: chased and you get out by the skin of your teeth
1: and you you literally realize that it's all fake, but you actually your heart rate is so elevated and you're like Jesus, that was actually really intense. That was
0: real for me, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so um, let's no. let's talk about FPS. So yeah. when, what was your first FPS you played? Um, and and I mean, was... how did it tie into? So obviously you're you're a game dev now, like. How yep. how did your game in, in your youth basically turn into I want to be a game dev? Because there's always that point, right? There's a point. Yeah. You love playing games, but then there's a point where you're like, right, I want to make these for a living now. Like, was there anything else you wanted to do before that as well? Like, it was
1: man, honestly, it was a crazy one because I come from a great family and they they have like you know not expectations, but they're like they're like oh I was at one point I wanted to go into law, right? Yeah. I wanted to be a barrister. That didn't happen, obviously. Um, I was really good <laughs> at science, did science and IT at co- at college, I, but I did IT because I was just, you know, I'm a I'm a bit of a nerd, to be brutally honest. Um, I think turn turning point for me was when I did a unit on that course, which was just making a game in Game Maker, and it was like I was I really enjoyed it. I was like, damn. But then I was like, I've already kind of pushed myself towards wanting to do science. At this point, I believe I was looking to do forensic <laughs> science at uni. And my mum just turned around to me one day, and she's like, you've been obsessed with games since you were a child. Why wouldn't you make them? And I looked at her, and I was like, really caught me off guard. I was like, <laughs> damn. My mum, like, I, I I expected my... Because obviously, like, I'm not going to say she she wanted me to become a scientist or anything, because, you know, I think she's very supportive. Uh, but she was... I was looking at her, I was like, that is crazy how much sense that makes. And then I was like, yeah, I'd love to be a game dev. Because, uh... You know, everyone plays games to escape in some way, shape, or form. Not, not in like a a really sorrowful way, but you know, it's the form of escapism for people. Yeah. One day at work, stressful time at school. You're going through a rough patch in your life. People play games that can kind of transcend to a different thing because they're so they're just different to like watching a film. You know, you're actually part of it. Um, and I was like, if I could ever contribute to a game that actually takes people out of like their life and puts them in, like, a proper nice experience and I can contribute to that, then I'd be happy with that. So, yeah, that's I had, amazing. like, a turn, turning point in college, really. Always been obsessed with games, of course. Uh, loved FPS shooters since I was a kid. But, yeah, it kind of all just fell into place.
0: That's um that's interesting because usually, usually the consensus that I hear from a lot of people is that the parents don't really see games as, like, a viable career and don't even... Yeah. You know, want to entertain the facts, like that's yeah. that's a really interesting, yeah, that's awesome. That's because... why I
1: was so caught off guard because my parents were so strict to me growing up because they didn't want me, they, you know, they thought I was everyone. I think I feel like everyone's parents has this is they thought I was addicted to them, I was playing them too much. So when my mum was like, Why don't you make them? I was like, This is so like, <laughs> What? I thought she contradicted herself. I was so shocked. I was like, I'd love to. I was like, Are you sure? She's like, and she's like, As long as you're happy, that's the main thing. I was like, Damn.
0: Okay, That's some real wholesome content. <laughs> wholesome content indeed. So, like, in terms of FPS, um, what was your first yep. shooter that you played? What was the one that made you fall in love with FPS?
1: It was Medal of Honor um, on the PS2. Ooh. Uh I cannot remember which one it was because it was so long ago. Um, but, yeah. And then, obviously, the, the defining Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original one. Yeah.
0: It was actually I I didn't actually play that one originally. It was Modern Warfare two because I I joined the console party so late. Um, I literally what did I what did I have? I can't even remember what I had. I did yeah I had a PS two, but I didn't really have much for it because yeah games were games were expensive. I remember I remember like begging for Ratchet and Clank two. And I remember, oh, I remember it was forty quid when that came out, Ratchet and Clank Two. Um, and yeah, my my parents just couldn't afford it. Yeah, and I, and I was devastated.
1: Was... I used to like have to like pick what game I wanted like months and months and months in advance. And yeah. So, okay, my birthday's coming up, and they're like, "Do you still want this game?" And I was like, "Yes, please." And then I, that moment when you get it as a kid and
0: you take the plastic sleeve off, you're like, "Oh wow. Oh yeah. I I, I just, I don't, I don't experience that anymore. It's not as special because, well, whenever I want a game now, I will just go and buy it. And because I'm buying it, it's like, I I usually, I have this agreement with myself where like when I was younger, I was just like, if I ever want a video game, I'm just going to buy it and I'm not going to worry about the cost. I'm just going to get it because I remember as a kid, it was agonizing, like you wanted to play this thing and it, it took you know, mumps like you said, like you had to request it mumps in advance. You didn't have the money to do it back then and now Doing I'm getting chores and
1: getting pocket money. Yeah and... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I just sat there like
0: <laughs> I'd never want to do that again. <laughs> so obviously now 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 we work and stuff, it's a lot easier but um it loses I think it loses that because you know, when you're a kid it's just it's the most exciting experience like Yeah um it's opening a new game. Well.
1: It's just the whole thing. The whole lot of it is just just—it's magic, I guess. Um, which is, I, I think that's why a lot of people are attracted to our industry. To work in it anyway. It's because everyone has such fond memories and experiences with whatever kinds of games. It's like, why not make them so that other people can experience that?
0: Yeah, I think that's what drew me in as well. Um, yeah. I mean, the stuff I've worked on hasn't been exactly what I wanted to work on. I mean... First one was a shooter. Um, I I originally was hella focused on doing some, some really amazing narrative driven storyline, like you know God of War or yeah. something, or you know how they how they pan out or or Red Dead or, yeah. But, but I've kind of the way my career path's taken me. It's it's not. I'm I'm working on more meaningful experiences in different ways. So like with Star Citizen, obviously, we don't have. Much of a, a storyline because it's you know it's an, a persistent universe, but yeah. it's it's sandbox so it's like you know, people make their own fun people can role play and and do different things yeah, in stories it, yeah yeah exactly and it's it you know it's it's fulfilled me in other ways I think um, yeah so what I bet it's uh a... go ahead what what
1: was it like on your like your first release of you know something you worked on. Thanks. And you just you actually saw players like you, you, do you ever pause like a YouTube video and be like oh I did that? Or
0: you, <laughs> <Yeah>. you switch <laughs> switched the interview on me now, but <laughs> uh, yeah no. Um, so it's really weird for me because um, I I love Ghost Recon as a game that was my first game release uh, Breakpoint. Um, yeah. But as we approached release, I kind of got I wasn't as excited as I thought I'd be based on the fact that I felt like it was gonna you know it was gonna do okay but it wasn't gonna do amazing. Um yeah. just because of the direction the game had took. Um yeah. I really liked Wildlands because it was kind of like it's it's like a a tactical shooter, but it's it's very also very arcadey, which was really nice. Yeah. It's like a nice mix. Um but the way we went with with Breakpoint was we ended up it ended up being like loot mechanics and stuff, and like rarity, and it's just stuff I didn't really enjoy. Um, yeah, yeah, the loot shooter kind of formula. Yeah, um, and it came out, and it 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 got like a kind of lukewarm reception. I I still I was still amped to work on it. Like um, working on a Ubisoft title was an absolute dream. Um, well, working on yeah. a few of them. Um, but yeah, I've got like uh, the, you get given like the collector's edition and stuff. We've got an art like I've actually got a. Apologies if you can hear cars driving by. <laughs> it gets really hot um, where I, where I record, so I have to have all the windows open, otherwise I literally like end up uh, just sweating Mate, to death. So
1: I am the same. Like my PC is like a radiator, and I'm in a box room. So <laughs> I have to open my window, and I live by a main road, so I'm praying to the heavens that there's no loud cars for me.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think Discord's filtering everything perfectly. To be honest. Um, mine just records directly from the mic and it's just constantly so i have to go in and edit it afterwards and and fix it and oh nightmare (laughs) um but yeah um yeah with with ghost recon it's cool because like yeah i was was, i've got like an art book i've got like all the devs to sign it um and it's got my work in it which is amazing um and then yeah any video that that kind of uh goes goes online like the trailers um even cg trailers we sent our models off for them to be used and stuff um yeah nice and i think one of the statues that you can buy of like the main character nomad um he's got like uh the weapon well i don't they used i know they've used my models as reference for how the model should be built obviously they've probably like adapted it for like resin printing or whatever but yeah yeah it's all it's all yeah it's 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 the full package I've you know it's a full release game it's just i wish it had uh, done better i i really want to release uh an amazing title um yeah you know one that you could be actually like super super proud of um one that does really well super well received um i love i love working on star citizen um it's, it's a bit different yeah. because it's not it's already a product that's released sort of right is obviously it's in active development it's more like a live kind of updates so a live service um yeah, sure. type deal so it's it's very different in that respect but yeah working yeah. on a yeah working on a a big title is like it's it's really cool and you get to do I've point and point all the them. videos all and be like piece. yo <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Are, it's uh it's it's a very fulfilling thing at, at, at times just to see people have fun with it. I guess it's like the easiest, the easiest thing that anyone like the, the most simple way of putting it is that's what everyone wants is for you to just look at something and be like, yeah, people are enjoying it. That's the main thing.
0: Yeah, so. we have we have some amazing. I mean, um, I have to say, like the Star Citizen community is like um, unmatched in terms of like um, providing you with that feeling because I remember when I was. I was doing ghost recon the community was like like really, they had very little uh let's say constructive feedback to give um you know they were very angry if we missed a, like a pocket on a tactical vest or something or if we had the wrong ammo count in a in a weapon more uh, accurate yeah 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 <laughs> that that magazine has 21 rounds not 20 you you literally don't care about us anymore you yourself, that kind of thing um <laughs> the star citizen community direct opposite i mean yeah we have people that you know are sometimes unhappy with the game um yep. but we also have a lot of like backers that genuinely love so much and care about the game um last last um the, what was it last it's like two days ago um one of the backers so they're doing i think a pumpkin carving competition thing at the moment um and i got i got to tell one of our artists um one of the backers had basically um carved one of his props out of a pumpkin um and it was yeah it was really wholesome and like yeah i just love being able to give you know we see all the reddit posts and stuff and all the content on twitter and being able to share that back to the team and 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 you know see people enjoying that stuff is like some of the coins that I've made for the game, um, yeah, you know um, the backers make them, the backers make some of the props and and you know they they look amazing. Um,
1: it is a it's very unique, like with the the dynamic that Sig has with its community versus like a like a more traditional production, right? Yeah. it's... it's just like, because it is an ongoing development, it's like they're always listening to what the backers have to say, and they're always uh, they're not afraid to kind of draw ideas from you know from from backers if they have anything that they believe would really do well and fit well. So yeah, yeah, it's very 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 different the way that Sig works. To be fair,
0: yeah, I love it that way as well. Like um... <laughs> I went on Reddit the other day. Um... And someone actually like posted like a so I I went on to play one night um and I was speaking with the backers in the chat and I I yeah. think I may have promised that I'd make like an RSI panini press or something like that and they <laughs> they screenshotted it and they posted it on Reddit and said I've got I've got proof so like if it comes out <laughs> and someone's like oh this is confirmation of cooking mechanics so I'm like oh oh Christ
1: <laughs> cooking gameplay loops are coming in yeah
0: man that would be amazing. It's like a...
1: It's like when Jared does a Inside Star Citizen episode. At the amount of times he's like, "Yeah, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Don't actually take this like seriously. Like, it's not been signed off by any of the devs." Yeah. <laughs> when he starts talking about his stuff. That's so, where
0: it, that's where it's so like cool because it's you know in a normal so in a traditional like AAA game studio, right? They would have agreed on what they're going to put in uh yeah. years before the game comes out and then they'll shrink, like, based on the time that they put in, they'll shrink that down and cut pieces away if they can't make the, the deadlines and stuff. With Star Citizen, it's way different. Like, if we think something cool can be added in, we'll add it in, and we'll we'll add that time for sure. But, um, you know, we get a lot of cool stuff through that way. Um, like on my team specifically, we we get to generate a lot of our own ideas, um, yep. and, and kind of work self-sufficiently. Um, and that allows yeah that allows us to bypass a lot of the kind of AAA bullshit that happens at a normal studio um,
1: pitching and sign offs and stuff like that exactly Obviously, yeah I, you still have to get sign offs but you know what I mean like it's it's not as a it's a lot more free flow I'd imagine
0: yeah I mean it, we can be we can be cheeky with it as well like th- there's times where I've I've built a prop from the ground up uh, and just forced it through <laughs> got it to final art <laughs> and I'll just put it in front of a designer and be like. I've made this. It's ready. It can go in. Um, yeah, please just say yes, um, and then we're like, "Oh yeah, we haven't, we haven't done proper design on it and stuff." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, but I've made it now, so yeah, yeah. you know, you're gonna waste my time <laughs> 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 yeah, with the oh, it's done now. Like I've already wasted the time on it, so please, like, you have to do it now, like, <laughs> um, you know, it's not always good, but um, we, yeah, we we try and get some cool things in that way um yeah bit cheeky sometimes but um yeah no it's 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 brilliant um t- tell me about so you said you went you did it at college i'm gonna go back back now a bit because yeah. i know we went on a massive well, tangent somewhere somewhere else um <laughs> so you did you did it at college you did a game making unit what what did you do after that you went to, to university right
1: correct yeah so i i'm from manchester uh, so I went to, you know, I was thinking of moving out of Manchester and all this and all that, and going to like a, a different uni. Like, I don't know, I can't remember my options at the time. One of them was Liverpool, I know that. Um, but one of them that I really wanted to try and get into was Futureworks University in Manchester. Yeah. Um, and I didn't expect to kind of get get the entry criteria for it, or you know, because when I went and I interviewed there, it was really nice. I was like, ah, I don't know, imposter syndrome, man, kicks in for everyone. <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't know. Like everyone that's here, like seems to like I've already done game design in college, and I'm just a guy who did science and IT at college. You know, like I feel like I'm not, I'm not built for this. Maybe it's just like a dream that I can't really kind of pursue. And then I got offered the position, and I kind of just, I, I straight up just like I hit the gas on it, I guess, and just went full steam ahead through uni. Uh, as soon as they offered it, I just declined every every other every other university offer I had. I went straight to Futureworks because I really wanted to go there. What uh, so, yeah. what was it you studied like? So while you were there, I applied for game art, uh, but I because I at the time was a bit unsure about whether I actually wanted to do art. Um, I they kind of said to me like, you know, like you might be pushing yourself into something you might not want to pursue, um, discipline wise. So why don't you try design? Because art's in there, but every other like discipline kind of gets touched with, touched in. And I was like, okay, <laughs> um, went through first year of uni still kind of not knowing if i wanted to do art i was thinking of like design more game design you know programming mechanics that kind of thing <laughs> and then gave it a crack and i really didn't enjoy it and i was like damn i've made a mistake and at the time i only used maya uh a little bit yeah um for like a basic unit in in in, in, the, in the design course and i didn't like it i was like I, and, I, and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name names or anything like that. It's just, I think, the way that different people teach can really impact how you pick up things. Yeah. And for me, it was like, yeah, this isn't going in, this isn't happening. And then second year, I gave my a go again with a different tutor, because uh, it kind of came back. And my first thing that I made was the Sheikah Slate from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and yeah, it kind of just, I really enjoyed it, like that fulfillment of taking something from you know basic shapes and you know everyone gets that satisfaction of starting out with that primitive cube and then turning it into fully textured fully fully like rendered objects that could be put in a game it's nice
0: it's a very yeah i i think i take it for granted sometimes quite a bit but yeah when you when you think of it like that it it it's really yeah really nice because it's it's creation right it's
1: yeah it's it's conjuring
0: something from nothing
1: exactly and it's it's very satisfying to kind of see the end result um and you know um i kind of just went for uni doing doing that and i as i kind of went on and on and on um as by the time i got into my third year and i kind of got a bit more comfortable with my workflows and the way that i like to make art and texture my stuff, you know all that <laughs> i was like i tried a bit of sci-fi stuff and I was like, hmm, I feel like I'm not as not as good as I need to be for the, for me to be happy with where it's at. And at the time, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the remaster, ironically, one of the first proper FPS games that got me interested in FPS. Um, the remaster, like you know, the remake that came out and the weapon art in it is amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, that's what I'm going to do for my honest project. I'm going to make a suite of weapons. And that's what I did. So... Yeah, it's kind of like it kind of all came came full circle, really.
0: So, when you finished uni, yep. So you you fin- you finished your final year project which was the weapons, right? And then correct, yeah. How did that go? Cuz obviously there's a yeah.
1: You've gone into it's QA. A bit of a gap.
0: What 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 happened during that time?
1: So, um yeah my, my my honestly i'm I'm not gonna lie to you like where i am right now versus where i kind of started it's been a bit crazy um so i got my degree um that last year of uni was when covid hit and i was working part-time at greg's <laughs> yep. uh, working on my art you know applying for jobs nothing really came through and i was like ah oh, damn i'm gonna go for, i might go for some qa jobs started applying for some qa jobs and then some places got back to me, but then I was like, I don't know if it's what I really want to do right now. I want to keep going, going with my art. And at the time, you know, everyone was working from home. An old old uni lecturer of mine, the one that actually got me, in, like, actually comfortable with Maya, and he was like a really good mentor for me in uni, he messages me on Facebook one day saying, Hey man, how you doing? Are you still cracking away the art? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. He's like, oh sweet, well, I actually work for this company called, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, should I plug them? Should I give them a plug? Uh, I'll, I'll, they're called CG Hero, and it's basically like a um, a platform <laughs> where the creative industry can kind of tap into and get work done. So in this case, um, CG Hero had a lot of retail, film, uh, TV, but predominantly game clients. And basically they approached CG Hero and... There's like kind of two sides of it. There's the clients who go there and put projects up that they want doing. And then you can basically be an artist on that platform who can do that work for them. Um, so yeah, he basically just said, um, if you're still looking for work, try signing up to this platform, the CG Hero, this is where I work. Um, if there's any good good stuff going on there uh, that you think you should do, just give it a crack. And I just basically went freelance. It's, it's essentially just gum tree for freelance artists, I guess. Um or oh, it's kinda like Fiverr, but instead of it being like as open, it's a lot more controlled. Like there's 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 a team of people that work there uh at CG Hero. <coughs> they think you're a good artist for a project that a client, you know, wants doing, then they reach out to you. So yeah, that kinda that kinda took me into the freelance route of art. Did that for about a year and then at the time, um, you know, we—I had a quite—I developed quite a, a weird relationship at that time with him because it—it it went from him being my uni tutor to like this uh, a producer, uh-huh. basically messaging me about work and you know introducing me to clients and getting me to work on projects and all this kind of stuff. Um, he one day messages me saying, "Would you like to maybe come for an interview?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." What, what's what's the job? And he's like, "Oh, it's to be a producer." at cg hero i was like hmm okay i was like um at the time you know throughout uni when 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 going through like the disciplines and what you want to do the amount of times you hear like on a group project you can't be a producer because you need to actually like make something or contribute something to the group work i was like i never really experienced what a producer was properly yeah so i didn't want to say yeah yeah i'll take the interview and then not be interested in it at all. I actually kind of interviewed him about what that entailed, and then went from there. Um And basically, it was like he's it like, it's not a traditional game like studio producer role. It's more of like you know, you're you're working directly with like clients a lot, as well as like your your artists and you hire you you choose an artists and and animators and whatnot, whatever you you kind of need for your project. I was like, hmm, okay. I was like, well, if it's kind of like working a lot with art projects, then I'd be interested in it. So I kind of went from there. I enjoyed the job quite a lot. Um, But then after about a year or so of doing that, I realized that it's kind of like, I'm kind of straying away from the dream of making games, you know? That's why I kind of got into this industry. Yeah. Um, Which was then when I started kind of reaching out again. And SIG at the time was taking on QA testers. And I kind of just went back to square one so to speak i kind of went went to uh went to sig and i was like you know like they're like why are you applying for this role why wouldn't you apply for, for a producer position and i was like well i enjoy being a producer but it's not what i want to do long term um and i'd like to kind of you know rediscover that that kind of magic and they were like okay well and i've got the job but Sig, and i've been there since
0: really easiest interview process ever <laughs> I just, oh yeah, that's exactly QA. how it went. Okay. <laughs> it, to, be, to be brutally
1: honest, it actually was a quite difficult sell because um, you know it's not every day that someone that's been a producer, worked as a freelance artist for a year and a producer for like a year and a half, would go for an. Uh, you know, because QA is essentially an entry level job for a lot of studios. So it, it kind of helps you open doors and get to touch, get 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 to get a, a sense for the entire
0: game dev pipeline it's, from like an entry level. It's funny when you when you approach it from from that perspective it's like you suddenly having to justify why you want to go for a job that maybe you're overqualified for. Yeah. And I, you gotta try and fight for it. It's like
1: trust yeah. me <laughs> It's it's funny you say that because there is uh, I don't know I'm I'm not going to name the studio because uh, recently they've they've actually sadly been affected with quite a lot of layoffs but I got offered a you know an interview um, at Sig <laughs> and then this other place that all my friends got QA jobs at because bearing in mind this was like not COVID wasn't going on the entire time but this is when you know throughout COVID I obviously got this job at CG Hero and I was a producer. Um, a lot of my other friends were looking for QA jobs because they were struggling to find work. Um, so a lot of them got a job at this place. I applied for this place and they straight up declined me for being overqualified. Yeah. That's... They said they feel like they couldn't accommodate for me. So when the <laughs> came back to me, I was like, damn, I need to like not fuck this up because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they would just be like, nope, you're overqualified.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was nervous, but you know, it's worked out. Do you think that maybe some of that experience has helped you in your role? uh especially going down this like fps route um for sure yeah definitely um
1: because there's obviously like a there's a bit of a meme uh in the industry where it's like obviously you've got producers then you've got devs (laughs) you know Uh, like and i've kind of like experienced both sides of that kind of like discipline luckily um so when i i'm in you know i'm in work a lot of like the the way that I approach stuff and the way that I think about what I'm working on can sometimes like be influenced by that producer mindset and experience I've um so yeah it definitely helps like my my managers and my leads uh have picked up on my my producer side for sure it's been yeah. mentioned to me <laughs>
0: he's got that XL vision <laughs> <laughs> he can see the schedule.
1: <laughs> I can see the time sheets, man. I can see, I can see all the Trello boards, like you know. <laughs>
0: Amazing. So, are you still what? What are you, are you still doing your art outside of work while you're doing this QA stuff?
1: Yeah. So, um, when I was kind of like when I was went into production, I kind of stepped away from art for, you know, I kind of I'm not gonna say I detached myself, <laughs> but because I was working so hard and it was a very um, the The job demanded a lot of me. I didn't have a lot of free time, so I didn't really kind of like I couldn't fulfill my my desire to make art. <laughs> now that I'm back in, you know, I'm I'm in QA, um, and I'm kind of like I'm being given the expression to, you know, the opportunity to express my desires of where I want to go. Um, I've picked up art again, yeah, and it's I'm I'm kind of like wearing the rust off right now. I'd say. Yeah. Um it's a very much a work in progress but it's very much just getting back in touch with making stuff again. That's that's where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's I mean you say you're a work in progress. I think it I think everyone's a work in progress no matter what stage you get to. Like yeah. You'll always be you'll always be learning. It's like even now like uh I I go, I go through like ebbs and flows of like starting and stopping work and like I've I stopped work for a long time um outside of work um and now i've kind of got the the drive to be doing some new stuff so i've started working on some new stuff and trying to trying to learn some new skills because when you do the same sort of thing like i do a lot of sci-fi props so i'm naturally pretty good at doing sci-fi props um but there's other avenues to explore like uh i don't know ultra realistic um you know we don't do a lot of our own texturing um Obviously, we do yeah. texturing, but like, we don't get the time to really sink in and study, like the materials. Like props have a pretty quick turnaround compared to something like you know the weapons that I've done previously, or, um, or vehicles, something. You... I'd say, yeah. yeah, or vehicles exactly. So it's it's good to kind of focus outside of work on something a bit larger and and and, and different um, to kind of work on those skills. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. so. Um. Yeah, it's great it's great you're do- it's great you're doing smart because like yeah, I think Yeah. You're I'm like, at my happiest
1: it... when I am making art, Honestly, I am at my happiest like in terms of just in general like just general satisfaction. Um
0: what what's what's your kind of plan going forward? I obviously I don't want to like I don't want <laughs> <don't> to <wanna> poke <laughs> you too much, but like
1: No, it's it's cool. Like I mean I mean I'm, I'm very open about it because it's like, you know, I'm not going to If someone's asking me what i'm interested in doing and for whatever reason like i don't tell them and then i come back a few months later i'm like by the way i wanted to do this they'd be like why didn't you tell me earlier you know yeah uh but now um obviously right now i've kind of pushed myself in the first person shooter specialist route right now um i am looking to kind of jump to art when i can um slash like developer roles however the one the one thing about sick that's really great is r q a has like a bridge line kind of q a role between going into development as well as q a so say for whatever reason i don't know um i'm not ready or i'm not good enough or whatever uh to move into dev but i i there's like a there's an embedded route where i can basically become an embedded tester for f p s or in this case it would be um weapon feature i believe it's called uh at sig but there's a lot of different embedded testers like qa there's the there's mission ones the ship ones there's audio ones there's vfx ones there's lighting ones you know um and that's basically like a qa tester that is dedicated to working exclusively with those dev teams whereas right now we've kind of like i'm in a i'm in the qa department so we basically get various task requests that get sent from different teams and see that we're working on different stuff you know um so for me personally i want to kind of keep pushing towards that the the stuff that goes uh, you know you shoot guns and do stuff like that
0: (laughs) yeah so the the requests kind of just get fed to you as opposed to being directly on the team to like help with like direct requests and stuff
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, the embedded guys work directly on those teams to work on that stuff whereas the QA department kind of gets allocated a set of tasks that they need, you know, a set of tasks of, like, testing that needs to get done and that kind of gets distributed across our department you know, to different groups of people.
0: That's awesome. It's good. I, I think it's great that there is you know, I, I know I know a few embedded guys and I know that those roles pop up at CIG and it's a it's a really awesome way to like move across um i don't know how it works at other studios unfortunately because like i at ubisoft for example we didn't get much visibility on qa like we'd get the bugs through but we'd never uh, you know there there was so many of them we we never got like a chance to get to know people that well um it's like uh we've got an embedded um tom and like he's yeah he's like he's literally part of the team he's one of us and we we treat him as such and yeah i think unfortunately in our industry i think sometimes there's a bit of a a disconnect between the qa department and the dev department and at at some places they kind of look down on um and that that culture at cig doesn't really exist to be honest um no it's it's nice it's it's
1: refreshing because i'm i'm you know with me working in production, in the past, I've worked with a few studios. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I've I've had very, inex- very like different exposure to how different studios can work, and there are a lot of studios out there that kind of like the QA are on one side of the building, devs are on the other side of the <clears> building, and they might they might lock eyes in the corridor. That's pretty much as far as it goes. Whereas at Sig, it's a very free flowing kind of like open channels kind of collaborative energy, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, when those pastries go out, I see the entire QA department it. <laughs> oh, in the morning. <laughs> not to expose our darkest secrets, oh, but there's no, no. a channel,
1: there's literally a team's chat exclusively devoted to messaging when pastries have arrived in the morning. So it's yeah. like I left, I left is... that. <laughs> yeah, mate, the pings in there get crazy. It's like it's like people grow to expect like by a certain time that the pastries are there, and if they're not, they get angry. Not angry, but they get hangry, I'd say.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like uh, they got the pastry police as well. Like uh, we we have a there's like a cool down period where the pastries arrive and they they unpack them, and if you get caught like pinching a pastry before, yeah, yeah, there'll be there was someone in that chat raging, <laughs> going, "How dare you disrespect the pastry ladies by taking one early?" Like. <laughs> Can oh. you not
1: at least wait ten minutes
0: for them to unpack it? The shocking behavior—it like, oh, brings out a whole new side of people, man. I won't lie
1: to you, man. Though those citrus muffins that they get—I don't know what's in them—they are so good. Everyone rushes for them. They're like gold dust. It's scary. There's the poppy, the poppy seed muffins getting no all love.
0: Do you know what? Side. I'm not even—I've not even seen those. Like when I go, there's like a few, a few bits left. Um, I obviously go too late, but yeah, like yeah. Oh, they I mean,
1: not to cuss you out or anything, man, but you're you're on the same floor as well. That's like a ten second. I mean, I was going to say run. You're not going to run through the office because I'm not in the chat.
0: I ditched the chat because I, I was like, <laughs> this is this is a uh, too chaotic, like it's crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. dangerous. <laughs> um, <but> yeah. <laughs> at, at Sig, it's not really uh, yeah. We don't we don't look down on uh on QA or anything. Uh, only yeah. if they take more than three pastries, uh, that's that's when we draw the line. <laughs> I, mean, I know a couple of people that are guilty of that. I'm not going
1: to name them though. You know who you are. You know who you
0: are. Don't expose them. <laughs> <laughs> um, just talking in general about QA departments, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the news recently, there's been a lot of uh, kind of layoffs in the industry at the moment in the QA department. Yeah. Um, obviously, as a dev on the outside, like in a completely like obviously we're artists, completely different field like yep. so we can't really relate but how how does it make you feel when you see that kind of news um and and what's your kind of opinion on it cuz
1: honestly it's um it's it, it makes me a bit sad to be honest because most people that are in QA are there to try and work their way up to developer positions you know they're, they're there to kind of like familiarize themselves with what it, what it, what it takes to make the games and Maybe one day, like contribute to that. So when when you see all these layoffs happening, it's it's really heart wrenching because it is an entry level position, which means that sometimes they're just kind of losing progress
0: in a way. Yeah. Um, so back to square one when it happens. A
1: little bit, yeah. Um, like I know, in fact, like I know personally, like, around about eight people that have lost their job in this week alone because of recent layoffs, which is really sad. Um, crazy. And it's no hidden secret that. QA jobs, due to them being entry-level, they're also not the highest-paying roles, so it can put people in a really bad spot losing their job, because obviously they work, they may not have been making that much off, like, to begin with, mm. so, yeah, my heart goes out to everyone that kind of loses their jobs to this kind of stuff, because it's, uh, it's not nice, our, our industry makes so much money, so... I, I could only uh, I wish that job security was a bit better to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's that's the bit that baffles me and upsets me the most is like, you know, it's it's places like, you know, epic um, where they, you know, one of the most successful companies this year. Yeah. And yeah, they just they just drop a lot of people and it's like, you know, yes, maybe the forecast for like next year doesn't look as good, but did that really need to happen? That's that's lives you're dealing with, right? It's not exactly. just it's people's livelihoods, not just stuff. numbers.
1: Yeah, it's like it's funny how they, they you know, that they, 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 they that stuff happens, and then they start talking about the the profit margins for that year and all this and all that. And it's like, come on, man, just take a break, just a little bit. It's like um, I forgot his name. The one of the old CEOs of Nintendo when the Wii U flopped, instead of him. Letting people go because of how bad, you know, things were. Looking at Nintendo, he actually sacrificed some of his personal salary to, you know, keep people on.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm really in, in general, I, am always really surprised when you don't hear more of that kind of thing happening. Yeah, but it's a bit, a bit
1: of corporate greed, I'd say. But you know, it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast. And in, in the end of the day, people obviously make games out of passion, but then as, at a higher level, it is also a business, so sometimes not everyone can have like, not everyone has the same mentality when it comes to like job security and pay cuts and layoffs, you know
0: yeah yeah, no, it's, it's rough, man Sure. I I love it. <laughs> Completely killed the mood now. I <laughs> know. Oh I'm so somber now. Oh, like, devastating. Uh, right, that's it no, for this week, folks. <laughs> no. On that somber note, <laughs> it's hard, um, man. I I see stuff like so. I listen to like a few podcasts and like some yeah. of them go into some like really deep topics, but they always manage to like circle their way back positively. And then I when I when I go to some deep topics in in this, it's like. I get to the end of it and I'm like, oh, that didn't actually ramp back up. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do really. they do? it? I need to study, man. Write some notes on there. Uh... You get
1: you get caught in you get caught in the subject too much, man. This but it happens, you know, because
0: it's despair. It
1: is, <laughs> it is a shame, but I'm sure everything will everything will get figured out in one way or another.
0: Yeah, everyone listening, if you've lost a job, Angelo will get you a new
1: one.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll do my best. D- it <laughs> He, he's yeah, he's going to sacrifice some of his salary to uh to fund <laughs> to fund your <laughs> um move, yeah moving on from that so again I I I don't know if I I think I already asked you this I don't know if we got like an answer though um oh shit. what sorry. Are you, what are you doing outside of work when you come home at the moment so yeah, you're doing you're doing totally, the art yeah. I know you're doing the art um but yep. you tell me what 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 hobbies do you have. Apart from gaming, like, you, you, right. you talked about the gym. Yep. So, we've got gym,
1: we've got, obviously, gaming, got my art. Uh-huh. Um, big on, um, big on friends and family, to be honest. It sounds really, like, it's, it's like you know, it's really... Cringe! Really not wholesome. Cringe as hell. Nah, it's really Honestly, awesome. like, when, you, when, you, when you're working so much, you know, and everyone's got, uh, especially at our age, you know, everyone's got their own lives, everyone's got their own jobs, um... Sometimes it's nice to just see your friends and have a laugh in your family. Because um, you don't get to do it that often really. So yeah. Your family but family any... live close? Yeah, so um I have a lot of family in Manchester, my mum's side. My <laughs> dad's side live in London. Uh Ooh. but it's kinda like I have like a third split because I'm from Cyprus. Um, I'm a of Cypriot descent. Like I have a third of my family in Cyprus, both from my mum and dad's side. Mum's side in Manchester. And dad's side in London as well.
0: That I means you have so. got a nice place to to holiday in as well, then. Oh, mate, yeah. you, you best believe. Yeah,
1: my <laughs> family, we're very we're very fortunate to have a, a a few flats in Cyprus with a pool and all that. A few, it's really. Yeah, not just not my fam, not my personal family. Like you know, there's, yeah, there's yeah. delegated across our family. Uh, we share we share the flats amongst ourselves when we go. It's Amazing. really nice.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. And 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 friends, like what, what what do you guys do together? Like, do you just go Mate, out? Any go? <laughs> any opportunity
1: to go to the cinema? Any opportunity to go to the cinema? I'm there, right? I
0: thought you were gonna hit <laughs> us with the, any any opportunity to have a sesh. I oh, drink it all the time.
1: I mean, <laughs> I was I was at a gig last night, uh, actually with people from work. Uh, one of them being Joe. Uh, it was really good. Oh, you went as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, amazing!
0: Good. I hope you it's didn't get fun, too man.
1: close to Carl. Oh, mate. mate. <laughs> Carl, he's a funny man, isn't he? He is a funny man. He's
0: a weapon. I need to get him on the, the podcast. He, I, I think he's... I, I asked him before, but I, I I think there's a bit of nervousness there. I can yeah. say what I want about Carl on the podcast. I know he doesn't listen, so...
1: <laughs> him before he he comes and he, he's he's going to start messaging you on teams furiously. Like, I heard that, you cheeky little... I, I, I would be
0: it. surprised if he... like. <laughs> what, what are we now? We're almost at an hour. I would be surprised if he lasts the first five minutes listening to this. Yeah, he's a, a, the attention span is just not there. I'll take I'll take the call. If you're listening, Carl, congratulations, mate, you made it. <laughs> yeah, you my, yeah, my faith in you is uh restored.
1: <laughs> Lewis will be your personal coffee runner for a week. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. That he did uh, if he
0: drank coffee, man. He, did he not drink coffee. No, nah, he he um he's not. He didn't get up early enough. Like honestly, um. We're we're all in, so so I think I like, I usually start about half seven at work because yeah. I I like I I just like having that time where no one's in to like get on with stuff because currently in my role a lot of people come to me to like resolve different issues just because like I know a bit of data forge I know a bit of modelling like yeah I'm just I'm I'm a kind of generalist at the moment between those roles yeah. um so yeah i just it just gets super busy during the day so I, I usually come in really early and just leave like early um carl Carl rocks up That's at like <laughs> he rocks up at eleven sometimes like oh, <laughs> um he usually comes in about ten we the other day we had um so our teams are getting like recombined um we we we're bolstering our interactables team um yeah. and he's meant to be in like some of the stand ups and he he'll rock up at like uh you Know just halfway through <laughs> it, and he'll have a plate yeah. with a croissant, banana, so he'll have his like food with him. And he'll just stand at our desk because we want his food and stuff. Just he won't even go take his stuff off, he'll just stand there and listen. Uh, all right, guys, just 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 slips in, just <laughs> slight just slides in late. Like, Mate, yeah. there's, some
1: people, there's some people in QA that do that, they like rock up at 11 and they don't finish until like 7 p.m. But I, I could not yeah, do that. Honestly. That's,
0: that's what Carl does, he, he he's like, oh, um. We'll like leave early, and he would go, "Oh, part timers," and I'll we'll be like, "What are you on about?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm working till seven. and I'm like, "Only because you come in at like yeah, midday." We, we've done our shift, <laughs> mate. We've done it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's always funny. It's always uh, in jest, but yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I Yeah, I think It's a small circle at work, isn't it? Lot yeah. People know it, each honestly... other. Like, it's it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's like because uh, I the, my introduction to kind of like you know like. To my, I guess my link to to Joe and whatnot is predominantly through the guy I sit next to, uh, Patrick, and um, you know because he's flatmates with Joe yeah. and um, with Max, who I believe you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, he just introduced. They just came up to his desk one day and he kind of just introduced me to them. And you know it's kind of been small talk at work, but last night was the first proper like night of like actually being exposed to what they're like. Um, like Max, I knew quite well prior to that. Uh, Elliot as well, but <laughs> with Joe, Joe was like, yeah. Seeing him in a gig is just hilarious because he has like the best view of the <laughs> stage. You know, he's just overlooking everybody. It's crazy. Yeah, he, it.
0: Yeah, his height scares me sometimes. Genuinely. Yeah. Or it's alright when he's sat down. It's alright when he's sat down. But the moment he stands up, like I, I literally have to like <laughs> tilt my head upwards to like. Uh, <laughs> My neck genuinely doesn't have the range, so I like lean get back a, a little cushion, bit. Just get a neck cushion, mate. Just get a neck cushion. <laughs> yeah. <what you> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I absolutely adore adore Joe. He's 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 a very good, mate. Um, very funny. Um, and yeah, just he, he's been. He's one of the props guys that have been with us for a, a long time. Um, one of the OGs. Same with Carl. Love them both. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Wholesome content. And yeah, Elliot as well. Like I I. I Again, I t- I talked to Elliot a little bit at work, but like obviously we did the podcast episode together and, and that was really nice. Um and I felt yeah. like I got to know him a lot more. Now he does um he does like Formula One races with us every um Thursday before the Grand Prix weekend, which is awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. The amount of times I messaged me him and he's like, I'm like, Do you wanna play some uh, Hunt Showdown tonight? Or do you wanna play a bit of Heyday? He's like, Oh no, sorry but I've got a race with Lewis or that and I'm
0: like, Alright, Yeah yeah. Do you race? Uh you
1: I have
0: games? played
1: I have, yeah, I love racing games. Uh, <coughs> F1 specifically, no, but because I'm, I'm more, I've been, always traditionally done like arcade racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every time, you know, obviously I played Gran Turismo a lot growing up, but um, every I tried F1 a few, few months back at my friend's house. I am so bad at it, man. But I feel like it's just like a learning curve kind of thing. We'll, t- we we'll teach you. Oh, we'll
0: All teach right, you. All right, I'll, take you, on. I'll well, take you on. we're, we're, com- we're coming to the end of the season now. I think we've got like five races left um but we run it every year um it's every thursday before the grand prix weekend so it's like it ends up being like a couple of times a month come join us come join us for for the last five five sessions this year even if you like i mean you can't be worse than joe (laughs) (laughs) and and elliot (laughs) 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 to be honest all of them they're all they're all shit (laughs) It's, it's but, for yeah. the experience, it's for the fun Genuinely, um, yeah genuinely come join us Because we, we're trying to get, we want next year To start and basically there to be a full Grid of people
1: Mate, like, all, by all next 20. year I'll be a, I'll be a semi-professional Like I Not to flex but I do have Mario Kart champion In my LinkedIn bio I'm, I would not put that up Yeah, with, but uh, you, You're
0: not raced against Carl Horton And his oh, ego he, He's unbeaten
1: I feel like our Mario Kart <laughs> egos would clash so hard um, I did get a, I did really get humbled a few weeks back because I actually applied for the EU qualifiers for the Mario Kart Championship. Oh, really? Yeah, and I got whooped, man. I got really whooped. <laughs> did so you have to... people that play that game.
0: Was that just like an open thing, or did you have to qualify for it, or what was it? <laughs> so yeah, they were the qualifiers to
1: go through to knockout stages in uh... Uh, in Frankfurt. I think it might have. It's actually this weekend, you know. Yeah. It's actually right now. The the the. It's actually um. What, what, yeah, when we're recording this right now, it's the seventh. The knockouts are on right now, and basically you have to come top seven, uh, top eight. Sorry, out of the qualifiers to be flown out by Nintendo to Frankfurt and compete on a stage, and Ooh. you know it gets streamed. You know, I, it was a nice little bit of fun, really, but I did get warped. So, you know.
0: Well, if you're interested. And you go buy F one twenty three. And then All we'll right. we'll invite you in. You can join us. Next race is gonna be next week, I think.
1: Yeah, sounds good, man. So um, game. By by next year's uh next year's stuff I'll I'll be a professional.
0: Watch yeah mate. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> so, um just just as a closing thing, um yeah. usually um well I I I always explain it, I'm just gonna ask you, mate. Um what what three things would you want to tell your younger self like if you could go back in time and give yourself three bits of advice what what advice would you give are we
1: talking like
0: any advice or are we talking it can like... be anything man it could be um Ooh. you know um <sighs> i was trying to think of something witty but my brain was just like you're not funny <laughs> lewis so why bother <laughs> it, it could be anything from, you know, uh, correct two-flossing technique through to, you know, uh, don't take that uni course. Um, you know, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be related to the job. Just yeah. any free bits of advice. I mean, I won't lie.
1: One of them actually is to do my uni course. I wish that I went straight for the game art course because that means that <laughs> a lot of the stuff I... I feel like I would have, you know, come out with a bit more of an edge. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm happy with where I've co- how how far I've come with with that stuff and like with the grade I got and all this and all that. But uh, yeah, if I did game
0: art, I think that would have been great. Um... It's hard because oh, uh, yeah. the whole the whole game art game design thing, like game design at uni, like for me as well, was yeah. just a kind of broad overview of everything. Yeah. It, you know there's only like a few modules that are actually game design <laughs> and then um, the rest is it's like animation I, during my game design course i did character art i did hard surface art i did animation i did narrative design i did <laughs> engine uh what was it just it was just 3d engines a module uh it was every, yeah. it was fucking everything dude yeah it's is than it yeah it's crazy. but then game art is actually game art and it's you know it's 2d it's 3d yeah, Probably animation think, as well, like.
1: Yeah, so maybe circling back to that, then maybe I would have known that I'd like to go into game art a lot earlier if maybe I actually did look like at game course at college. Because I feel like a lot of the yeah. people that did game. A lot of the people that did game art that I've come to know since then, a lot of them said like they had exposure to game development before uni. Yeah. So maybe that's what that's, I would change.
0: That's something I missed out on too. That I wish I did because I I did the same as you. I did um IT, and there was like two units in it. Out of like 18 that were game related. Which is obviously not not ideal. (laughs) So that's number one. That's number one. What's
1: number Uh, two? Number two, I'm not even going to lie. This might be like a really common thing. It's I got braces as a kid, right? And Mm -hmm. after you get your braces, you get retainers to wear. What I don't tell you is uh, if for whatever reason you get lazy with wearing your retainers... If your teeth misalign a little bit, you can't button back him. Oh. So I stopped wearing my retainers and my teeth are still good. They're in good shape, but they're not like as immaculate as they were, you know? Yeah. So I'd, that's like a really petty one, but it's something that I've been... I've been <laughs> it's thinking very about specific. <laughs> it is very specific, but I know a lot of people that do the exact same thing where it's like everyone hated having braces on in school and all that stuff. So as soon as you get them off, you're like, oh, I'm not going to wear them plastic retainers. Why would I do that? Had braces on all these years. My teeth look fine. And then they change slightly over the years.
0: It's annoying. Damn. Damn, that was really specific. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Really? They, I... <laughs> it turns out like 80% of the demographic of people that listen have braces too. So
1: <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: Can you imagine you yeah. load up the Insights page and
1: it's gone? Anyone, anyone <laughs> listening to this that has braces and you go to use retainers, make sure you keep them fuckers in at night because you're going to regret it like I did.
0: Yeah. If you uh if you have braces, write into us. We'd like we'd love to hear from you, <laughs> especially with the selfie. We're gonna and get a, we'll get. A, uh, is it dentist deals with brace, braces or is it a different one? Is is it an orthodontist? I thought it was an orthodontist, but I didn't want to say it just in case it was completely. It
1: yeah, it is. It is dentist specialty that addresses the diagnosis, prevention, management, and
0: correction of mad, badly positioned teeth and jaws damn damn we're getting all for Dontist um, on next week's podcast <laughs> welcome to the Game of Origins to Dental Origins let's go Dental Origins podcast <laughs> amazing right so that's number two number Please. three
1: man I'm not gonna lie this is gonna have me stumped I've been thinking
0: it's gonna be like put your hearing aid in correctly or something next
1: uh, <laughs> no nothing as specific as that uh, can you tell that I'm leaning back in my chair thinking right now <laughs>
0: I can now. Now you've uh, described it
1: to me. I really i am thinking this is a proper conundrum. Um, See,
0: with an organised podcast, usually they send the questions over and then the person has time to think. Yeah, but, put me on the spot here, mate. But I love just... I, I just like the chaos. I think it's just so much better. It is, it's, it's, mate. It's, uh... You can tell who has regrets with their life and who genuinely is just happy. <laughs> I think Alex last week said three pieces of advice. Immediately, I'd like,
1: <laughs> mate, literally, like I can, because the thing is, it's like I also I I have some, but then it's like I'm not gonna say some of them on here, am I? Because some of them are like really like, that one's gonna be like, what? I I got nothing to draw from that. It's like I mean, be careful, this was actually really good advice. To be fair, be careful shaving your nuts. <laughs> oh, actually no, 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 no. <laughs> no pick up no, 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 pick no, a good no, one. No. <laughs> um, come on,
0: Angelo. I've got your LinkedIn. You know what? I've got his LinkedIn up here, and it literally says Mario Kart champion
1: on you. I wasn't. I wasn't lying, man. I, to be fair, part of it is a joke. Part of it is also like <laughs> you've got it on your LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, part of it. I did it for like a little bit of light-hearted touch, but also um, everyone that's listening to this is gonna look for Angelo <laughs> with Mario Kart champion in their specialist now, just to dox me. So, oh nah I'm joking nah it's fine Uh, they'll be offering you jobs mate I've not been beaten by anyone in university swear down and I also went to the Christmas party and smoked everyone as well so but I mean we were drunk so maybe open challenge open challenge indeed anyone who wants to challenge me DM me and I'll we'll we'll, we'll fuck in um I did actually have one and you made me forget
0: Oh, I'm sorry dude I'm not even
1: joking (laughs) Um, I'd say it would be Airsoft. I have recently picked up Airsoft. That's one thing I forgot to mention in my hobbies before. Oh my god, I'm so... I'm kicking myself right now. I picked up Airsoft recently, within the last, like, few months and I bloody enjoy it so much. Because everyone's been paintballing, man. And paintballing is great, but it's expensive and you get dirty. Airsoft is like... You actually feel like you're playing Call of Duty. It's great. So, <laughs> um, one regret I had is that I didn't start airsoft earlier. For sure. Is there a
0: place around here to do that?
1: Yeah, uh, there is a. Well, we're in Manchester. I go to a place in Oldham, and it's like a shut down mill. It's always like an abandoned mill, isn't it? Like an abandoned warehouse. Yeah. Um, it's like a close quarters one, and um, I've got like a submachine gun with a torch on top. I, I added the torch recently and a red dot. It's really cool. Um and my brother's got
0: a pistol. So yeah. So there we go. Advice. There's a secret hobby you didn't mention. <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah, and that's because
1: 'cause I've been obsessed recently
0: as well. Yeah, off super cool. I, I did a yeah, bit S-off. of it um I did a bit of it in Romania. Um and honestly it's uh they they don't fuck about over there. Um <laughs> they, like- they they have like uh they, they, they test like all the uh they do the what is it, the chrono test. Yeah. um
1: shoots testing how fast your bullets go. Yeah,
0: and they fuck it don't matter, they put it away, like, after the first round and they dial up everything. <laughs> you can see them like dialing <laughs> it up. Um and it, it it becomes war out there.
1: Um Mate, especially outdoor airsoft as well, that is that I've not done it yet. I've only done close quarters door stuff. I've and done outdoor really stuff good. and it's terrifying yeah.
0: because um you'll be advancing and I I remember Last time I was there, um, there was a dude that had like a, an M60, like a proper Vietnam era, um, <laughs> decorated M60. He he had a massive pot belly, yeah. um, like, I I just remember it, it was a dude that clearly wouldn't have been, you know, an active service dude, but he was just decked in like all the gear, man, and he just Ooh. strolls out of this like tree line and just sprays me up the back with his M60, and I'm like. I'm I'm just curled up, like, wincing, like, in pain. It was the most, like, spooky experience of my life. Man didn't make a sound. He was like a ghost, man.
1: You remind me of the first time I went uh, with my brother. We were weirded out so hard because there was a guy that was dressed as a hillbilly, I think, or something like that. He was dressed so wacky, and he had, like, a straw hat. And he was walking around with a grenade launcher and a desert eagle. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's so crazy. Some of the loadouts that people have. Yeah. Um, and recently there was a guy that was just running around topless, and I was like, "Mate, you have got some cojones on you, my friend." It's like got how a death you... wish. I know. He's just running around with his shirt off, waiting to be shot. Just strength and
0: conditioning training at its best.
1: Exactly, mate. You got to condition your body to be an iron, made of iron.
0: <laughs> well, Angelo, it's been an absolute. Pleasure to chat to you. Um, again, like I know we speak a little bit at work. Um, this would be really awesome to get to know you a bit better. And uh, obviously, if you need any, any guidance yeah, well, on the art side and stuff, always open to chat about it and everything. Um, appreciate it, and it's been it's been good fun. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Hopefully, hopefully, we're both not as nervous. <laughs> no,
1: it's it's like you start. We started off so nervous, and here we are talking about. God knows what we've spoken about. Topless airsoft players. Yeah. Topless
0: airsoft players, mate. <laughs> a lot a lot could change, you know. <laughs> um and again, yeah. Yeah, no, thanks for taking the time. Um and thank you to everyone that's been listening consistently. Um it's it's been really great. Um numbers have shot up and we we have a lot of consistent listeners. So if you're if you're one of the ones that stick around every week, hello. Um yeah, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, it means a lot it you know from this side of it i record it i get to know people it's it's nice in that way but uh whether it's actually yep. useful to people i i don't know until you know i, I see these nice comments and, and people you know reaching yeah, out and sure. stuff so it's nice uh,
1: to kind of just get visibility across all that stuff so
0: yeah 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 so yeah clearly clearly people are enjoying it so um i will continue to make them as long as people continue to listen um Please share with your share with your friends, share with your family, share with anyone that you think will find it interesting. Um, and yeah, you've been listening to the Game of Origins podcast. Um, this has been Angelo and this has been Lewis. Um, have an amazing day, evening, weekend, whenever you're listening. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next week. See you. Bye.